All right, welcome to episode four, I don't know, podcast number four of the G20. I don't know, Woo-hoo, Friday. Recorded on Black Friday, so Green Friday. you get more for Pink the Friday. price. I don't know. Aquamarine Friday? Brown Eye Friday? Brown Eye Friday. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a whole different kind of consumer. <laughs> As you can probably tell, most of us have been up for a long time, so we're all punchy, so this ought to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have someone choking already, so we're only, uh, what, 30 seconds in? Well, it is quirky. 30 seconds is a good time for him. <laughs> hey, nobody was home the last, last three times that I had sex. Including a partner. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, at least I was conscious for myself. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Alright, so tonight it's Chris and Cisco and... Corky and Corey. So the three C's. Four C's. Four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You've really been awake a lot. Corky's time. been up the, the longest of all of us, so. His math skills are not so terrific. <coughs> Alright, so let's see. We ready for the official roll? Anybody yes. got any hopes, dreams, what they want us to roll tonight? <laughs> Anything but a one. Anything but a one? Redhead. Movies. What number is that? Twelve. Twelve. I don't Twelve even is my know favorite where... number. So, I'm guessing if we left it to you two, you could probably do movie quotes for an hour. Um, we could just go Ghostbusters and do the whole <laughs> line by line. Where do we want to start on movies? Do you want to start with people's favorite movies? Movies you could watch over and over. We don't need to go by year because we kind of already covered that in the '80s. So. Okay, recent movies. We should probably start with a favorite movie for each, and then we can go maybe to like a recent movie that we saw that we can maybe recommend. Wow, movie like I've seen in the theater? Well, just anything <laughs> recent. Oh, you okay. have a big ass TV. I, so, what's the C stand for? Cock and Blossom? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? And what's the plus stand for of it? Sorry, I'm totally brainwashed today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you wow. are. Anybody who has any feedback on what the fuck Corky's on, please <laughs> send us an email. <coughs> or if you actually know. At the d20.net. Um, based on his symptoms, if you can tell us. <laughs> WebMD, please contact us. Um, okay, so Cisco, favorite movie? You have to start with me. Yeah, you're, you're to my um, right. Okay, favorite movie. Dungeons to the left, like, podcast to the right. Of all time? Sure. I don't know if I can narrow it to one movie of all time. Throw the first one that comes to your mind up. Breakfast you can Club? correct it later on. We'll get so to the Breakfast Club. Again. Okay. Real Genius. <clears throat> okay, so definitely 80s movies. Alright. So Alice in Wonderland? Why? Well, I think, yeah, Alice in Wonderland should be a given. That, that's at this kind of a given. For you. <coughs> is it the Why movie? Alice is Wonderland? it the book? Is it? I mean, does the movie sound more? Um. Well, I mean, it started with the books. I read the books in like third grade, somewhere around there. And I just love the idea of dropping down a rabbit hole into Wonderland. The debt. <clears throat> she lived in one apartment with us. Alright. Are you sure that's, that's a... Wonderland? <laughs> There's something land. 
something land. There were a lot of inhabitants. Someone wanted to chop off some head, and uh, yeah, felt a little confused when we left. We so Corky. Yeah, I was movie? gonna say, <laughs> is there more to the story? Were you involved? I was gonna say, wow, I just, just got really headed. Right. <laughs> um, next. Uh, I would have to say Ghostbusters. One of my most favorite films of all time would have to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. God, yes. Who didn't see that one coming? So By far. This will be interesting then, since you hate the movie. <laughs> How do you hate Ferris Bueller? She can't stand I just Matthew Broderick. Can't stand Matthew Broderick. So what do you got against it the gays? Because I do have a test today. No, this is bullshit. It's on European socialism. I mean, what's the point? I'm not European. I don't plan on being European. So who gives a crap who's socialist? Why? Why would you do that to me? Why? Because they can be fascist anarchists and still wouldn't change the fact that I don't own a car. God damn you. What is this? Wow. <laughs> I knew movies were going to be interesting with the two of them. <laughs> Alright. So, Corey? <coughs> any particular reason why? <laughs> or do you have any particular story to tell? <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. Wow, <laughs> that's... Corky is just gone. <laughs> At least he had something on the brain for a moment there. We might need to get him a designated driver at this point. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things that it's something I always wanted to do in high school and do school. well. And so by, by say doing well, I mean me and Sarah. Oh, yeah. um, because I was really the, the Cameron Fry out of my friends. I wanted to be Ferris. Um, yeah. That, I mean, who wouldn't want to be able to pull all that off in a day and not I think that it was very challenging? <laughs> Corey? Oh, um, me? Yeah. Uh, top favorite movie? Sure. Uh, it's got to be Xanadu. Oh, yeah. Of course. I, I was going to go with Raggedy Ann and Andy. Raggedy Ann and Andy is, is an inspirational film. But, uh, no, Xanadu is... Because it has Olivia Newton-John. It so, has Olivia Newton-John at, to me, the... The prime of Olivia Newton-John. As much as I love Grease, and Grease is what sort of introduced me to her, um, Xanadu was really her movie. Um, it was about Greek mythology to a certain degree, with the fact that they were muses. Um, they had references to uh, what's the plot? Zeus. Basically, it's about a guy uh, named Sonny who does artwork, does album covers, does paintings of album covers for <coughs> record stores. And he's sort of going through life, um, spinning his wheels, going through the motions kind of thing, and he feels very uninspired. Doesn't feel like he's got a lot going on. He winds up meeting up with a muse at the beginning of the film. It's you. It's sort of me. Um, at the beginning of the film, he meets up with, with uh, a muse, which is uh, Kira, Olivia Newton-John's character, who I classically thought was Terpsichore, but apparently is not. She's a different one of the muses. Um, and she kind of like helps inspire him. He doesn't realize she's amused until later on. She inspires him and uh, another friend that he meets in the film, um, who is uh, God. I can't think of his name right now. It's not Danny Kay, but it's um, I don't know. Anyway, popping balls around. She inspires them to start a club, a disco roller skating club. <coughs> Wow. And, well, it was early 80s. I read an ad for Sonoma County Roller Derby. Right on. And so, but anyways, the the gentleman that Sonny meets and befriends and helps him start the club actually <laughs> was inspired by Kira many, many years ago back when he was in a, a big band. 
And so it's kind of like he realizes that she's sort of the person that brought him out. And now she's doing that for Sonny, but then she and Sonny fall in love, and Sonny has to go and fight to keep her because she's just supposed to inspire. She's not supposed to fall in love. It's a really sweet movie. It's got great music by um, ELO, and Jeff Lynn is one of my heroes musically. If I ever did an album, I'd want him to produce it. I'd want him to sing on it, too, because he's just brilliant. And Lily and John is theoretically the uh, perfect woman for me, uh, or at least she was growing up. And finally got to see her a couple years ago in concert, and she's still just stunning and amazing and talented. And yeah, <coughs> Xanadu is always going to be my favorite movie, even if it's not something I watch all the time. Uh, close second to that is Zapped, which Scott was Bale. Scott Bale and Willie Ames, yep. um, which was uh, the, nerdy, the, pot. the nerdy kid Barney. <laughs> who winds up having an accident and getting telekinetic powers. But really, the whole thing for Zap for me is um, <coughs> Barney's relationship um, with the girl that he, he um, gets together with and everything, and just the, the love story aspect of it. I'm big on love stories. If it's, if it's got some really sweet kind of first love story <coughs> to it, that's huge for me. Casper is like 16 that Candles. Me. 16 Candles, but I didn't really watch 16 Candles when I was that age. When I was younger, although I can, it's funny because Casper I didn't watch at that age either. But Casper kind of reminded me of being that age when I was like in my early teens or even preteen. Casper, Casper the Friendly Ghost with Christina Ricci, Christina Ricci, Ricci. Ricci okay. and Bill Pullman. <coughs> the part where he says, "Can I keep you?" Just die, just die right there in the theater. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, I've seen clips of it because it's been on TV before, and the kids probably have watched it, but. And then it's got Christina Ricci, which is hot. Yeah. Hot, but there's definitely there's an age question thing there. How old is she now? And it doesn't she's pertain like, to me. Not this time. Uh, I think she's probably like 14 or 15. I win. Right it's between the Addams Family movies and anything she did sort of as an adult. So, uh, Chris, darling dearest, favorite movie of all time? Wow. I, I don't have one. I think <laughs> I can guess. I try. I was hoping that in the... And by the time I got through the three of you, I'd think of something, but I don't have a favorite movie. None of the Kevin Smith movies or... UHF. You know... UHF seems like it's <laughs> natural for you. Yeah. I like Weird Al. I enjoyed the movie. I have good memories of going to see the movie. Um, I'm pretty sure I went with Garth, and I think Beth might have actually been there at that. She'll probably kill me if I don't actually remember correctly, but... Because um, I think that was a, one of the summer blockbusters... Um, as much a blockbuster as a Weird Al movie can be. I, you know, <clears throat> I don't... Star Wars? As a kid, favorite movie, hands down. They've been so toyed with now since then that it, they've lost... It's hard to have the same love for it. I, yeah, I've lost now. it because they, when you redid it, they weren't as good. Definitely not. did well, the other three, while they were visually appealing, they tarnished the, the story to me to the point where I don't really... I don't even watch Star Wars when it comes on anymore. You know, and this was... That was a movie that I could watch forever. Yeah. I mean, my dad had a friend that lived down in Camp Meeker. We'd go over and hang out there, and uh, he had a laser disc player. You know, no one had laser disc players back at that time. Except you. And he had Empire Strikes Back on laser disc. Yeah, a few people do. Chris still has one, too. I still... I have two sets of (coughs) laser disc. But he had Empire Strikes Back, and, you know, the laser disc had... 
the making of stuff on it and all that. And I watched that thing endlessly. Three discs per movie, double sided. Yeah. Yeah. No, but now no. I don't have anything. I mean, I you know I have genres of movies now that are like stuff that I can watch over and over again, or like when I'm sick and it's just something I want to veg on because I'm I feel like crap and I'm just laying in bed and there's nothing to do. Well, it seems like there are certain movies that you wind up at least when we're around that you wind up watching all the time, and it would be things <coughs> like Euro Trip. Euro um, Trip is definitely the top of my rewatch list. Yeah. The Pirates of the Caribbean's I'll watch a bunch of times. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, especially the first one. And yeah. I think that's sort of the same thing. I'll have to put though. that in my, my number two slot. <coughs> as, as it goes, I mean, the first Pirates of the Caribbean was so good that it kind of is a letdown with the next two movies. Even, they were very good, but comparatively to what you felt like the first time you saw that first movie, I don't think they stand I like up. the third one over the second one. Yeah, and I think a I lot of people felt one. that way. Um, have you seen the third one? Nope. How the hell did you not end up seeing the third one? He was going through... I don't know what you are going through at that point. <laughs> you were going through something. Well, I, was, I was trying to get through the transition of moving out of the other house. Right. That's right. Well, that'll, is it on DVD yet? No. Okay. No, it comes out uh, the third next week. Okay. So then we that'll be back. rectified, and we got the nice big TV to watch it on now. I okay. Still need to watch Transformers. Yeah, I haven't even opened that. I rented it and couldn't even manage to get it in the DVD player. High def. Yes, you do. But I, I think when you when you talk about there are certain movies that maybe sequels were a bad idea, and I don't think that it was necessarily that they were a bad idea with Pirates, but I think Pirates One was so phenomenal to try to follow up on it. You you really had to be careful. Um, otherwise, you could damage it. And after the Matrix sequels, well. and after what <coughs> happened with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I'm scared about Indiana Jones Part Four because yeah. Indiana Jones is is oh. like yes, let's to steal just from the first be... movie. It's like the covenant of fantastic films. Here we'll just pipe in Scott's voice. Favorite movie, Scott? Indiana Jones. Is it really? Because they don't yeah. play Rush on the. We like to think so. so because you gotta remember, we assume that, and I think Cisco assumes it definitely because of. And we're not that we're ever on track, but because. When I came back from Hawaii and started up the vampire game for us, Scott made his Nosferatu character that thought he was Indiana Jones. And always that was the persona that he projected with his obfuscate powers. And we spent a year and a half or two years with those characters. That's and that funny. was the big thing the for his character. He had the hat, he had the whip, the whip, the gun. Anne had a changeling character that she described to me before about <coughs> changeling that was um, like a, a huge fan of Harrison Ford but thought that all the characters that Harrison Ford played in the movies were actually the same person and all really him. So she thought that Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones was a <coughs> professor that was out excavating and finding things and then all of a sudden he wound up in space one day and started shooting things up with uh, Luke Skywalker, she thought, and I just thought it was really cute that that character, the changeling itself, the is a really cute idea. In that, reverse order, but yeah. Um, I mean, I think really with the thing with pirates is the fact that, I mean, Johnny Depp's always done something I would say on the exceptional side. Twenty One Jump Street. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street. As far as, what he's, as far as what he's chosen, as far as a role, but 
I think even even Pirates, when the first time I saw it, I, I was just like, this is just one step further outside of his normal realm of things, I would say. That most people were just blown away by it and just couldn't believe that, you know, he did such a fantastic job with Edward it. Scissorhands. And his muse was Keith Richards. It, it was definitely an inspired... Um, character. I think and, he pulled it off. <coughs> oh, he, he did phenomenal, and and that's that's a thing. Is I think he was consistent through all three movies. I think what they did with the other characters in the second and third film are kind of what brought down the joy of it because it wasn't as fun. There was there was just so much more pain and like um, it was really dark. But whenever John was on screen, he was always bringing it. Whenever he had Jack Sparrow up there. That was the parts that you kind of you wanted to see more of, and but he's he's one of those actors that acts. There's there's certain actors that you see up on film, and they're always the same person just in different roles. And it's not like they're they're not great. You love Bruce the Willis. movies and everything, but they're always that same person. I've seen Bruce play a couple of slightly different characters. Yeah, but it's always one of those things. It's like regardless of what you're watching with him in it, you can close your eyes and hear. <coughs> Asshole, I'm the asshole. I'm not the one that just got butt fucked on national television. And it's like, or yippee ki yay. I mean, yeah. But I, I still, I think that I'm Johnny is one like of those people Patrick that Patrick Swayze, who is always always Patrick Swayze. Patrick but Swayze. seriously, if you took majority of Bruce Willis's films and spliced them together, but I think. And his I, character I, remains the same, just yeah. different name. I can't really disagree with you on that, but I think um, Bruce Willis is also one of those people that <clears throat> you go to see a Bruce Willis movie because you like Bruce Willis. You go to see a Jack Nicholson movie no, exactly. it's because you like Jack Nicholson. It's not because you think he's going <clears> to <throat> suddenly blow you away with this great character piece he's doing. It's, it's going to be, no, there's Jack Nicholson, and uh, he's a werewolf this time, or he's the devil this time, or he's the Joker this time, but it's still Jack Nicholson. But I just, but I just Johnny like Depp the is fact someone that, that you go up and you, you see him, and him. he's playing a part that... It's really, a different flavor of that same character, and that's really what I find appealing about, you know, most people like that. I mean, how many actors can you say really make you forget who they are from film to film, like who they they basically are <coughs> when you see them in a different role, and you just kind of lose yourself in that role? Like Peter Sellers was a master of it, and I think that's Vincent Price. Vincent Price, yes and no. I think Vincent Price was very. Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney, absolutely. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now you're a big Jack Nicholson fan, so what is it about Jack that... I became a Jack Nicholson fan predominantly because of The Witches of Eastwick and where I was in my life at the time. <clears throat> because... Women problems? Yeah, probably. I mean, I had that monologue from the from the scene towards the end memorized for a long time. I don't remember any of it now because we know my memory's crap at this point. Damn it! When you hear you recite it, <laughs> um, I could probably recite along with it, but I can't do it from, from memory. Um, but it was also a time where it was kind of I had disposable income too. So I ended up picking up a lot of his movies on DVD because I was just kind of spending at the time. I mean, I liked him, and he did good movies, and some of the stuff, 
prior to Witches Eastwick, you know, are some of his best stuff and China some of stuff afterwards. Chinatown's a great movie. I even like some of his other off-beaten <coughs> stuff. I mean... The Two Jakes. The Two Jakes was alright. It was an okay sequel to Chinatown. I actually like Going South, which is a offbeat Western comedy. Musical. Um, I don't think it was a musical. No. No. I think you're thinking Paint Your Wagon. I'm thinking Paint Your Wagon. Which that's a whole other topic <laughs> altogether. <laughs> I used to have all the songs of that movie memorized. So did you? Paint Your Wagon. Mm. Yeah. I just wondered if he went south. Um, <coughs> Paint His Wagon. Him <laughs> in uh, the original Little Shop of Horrors was a great bit. Mm -hmm. Short bit, but really good. And it's, it's funny to see that now after seeing Bill Murray in the park for so long. Okay, okay. Use your words. Yeah, proud cut and short bit. God. Sorry. He did a lot of early stuff because um, he knew he had friends that were writers and he was screenwriting early on so he kind of yeah, got good he, parts. He was part of the, the damage behind uh, the movie Head with the monkeys. He was, oh, yeah, that's he a worked strange with him on that. That's, oh, my God. Like Naked Lunch Strange? Oh, worse. But he Probably was also worse. Because uh... you had expectations of the monkeys, and then you see this movie, and you're like, what the <coughs> fuck? He, he was all over the board as far as movies go, because he, then, he, you know, he had Easy Rider. Yeah. He did, I mean, westerns-wise, he did a series of westerns in his early part. I mean, because they were kind of the genre at the time, too. Was it, you had kind of westerns, or you had kind of the noir films I mean and and the cheesy horror films I mean I have a couple um, really bad horror films I can't remember names of now one that was oh what was it black and white I mean pretty old like movie bad like is. Wolfen bad <laughs> Wolfen no. was bad Wolfen was a werewolf it's movie produced odd. by Playboy and then became a series of like progressively wolf, more Playboy-esque werewolf movies. Nasty stuff. Just, oh. just people having sex mid-transformation. Like the apartment complex. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh. We won't mention names, but, but we know. anyone who lived there knows. <laughs> um, American Werewolf in London was was really great film. Bizarre and strange. Actually, that's kind of like a that's a movie thing that we need to sit down and watch like American Werewolf in London and Cat People and all those 80s sex horror movies that were just sickly bizarre never seen Cat People Sleepwalkers definitely Natasha seen American Kinsky. Sleepwalkers that was an excellent movie it, just it was not it a, a hot, good movie it was not a good movie yes, but it, it was but it, had, it was made around here which had its benefits that and Cujo had uh, I can't <coughs> think of how to pronounce her name Madden Adramick from Twin Peaks Shelley yeah, had Shelly from Twin Peaks. Oh. It was hot as hell in that movie. She's incredible. Um, Twin Peaks itself is just... Like, talk about bizarre. Go from the Twin Peaks TV series, which itself was a strange, bizarre experience, and then go to, to Fire, Fire Walk, Walk With Me. Me. Fire Walk With Me, the thing that still freaks me out about the movie is there's the scene where she's with uh, Harold, mm -hmm. right, the, the shut-in guy. Yep. And she turns and, like, growls and bears her teeth that I swear her teeth were all like all yellowed and whatnot when I first saw it but I, there's no evidence of that ever being the case <laughs> D 
And the fact that Bob still freaks me the hell out to Bob this day. Bob always freaked me out. And I would play when I was um, working in that camp in, um, in Fort Bragg, Camp Mendocino, when I came out here. On the misty, super black nights out in the, uh, the cabin, I would play the soundtrack for Twin Peaks. And I could see Bob out in the mist behind the trees. I, I love freaking out my brain when I'm asleep, especially. I would play the Twin Peaks uh, recordings I had on VHS on a loop the whole night. Um, I also did a weird mix of... I'm not going to get into that, but... <clears throat> I'm irritated. They put out another bo- a box set now of that. Oh, they so did? I went through all that trouble... The, to get all the, the DVDs and... Yeah, the gold, the Twin Peaks gold box. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. It's got, yet. like, the billion hours of extra footage, the deleted scenes, the find the real locations of Twin Peaks and go visit them. You know what? It, I that can understand it. Because <laughs> they didn't think the show was going to sell. And they put out the first season and went like two, three years before they put out the second they season. They didn't put the pilot out. They didn't out even have the pilot in it. Because the pilot, they only had the European DVD that you could buy. Right. Um, which was similar to the VHS series. I think the VHS series, you bought the whole set, but the pilot was still separate. Mm-hmm. And then Fire Walk With Me was uh, separate too. But I, I read the books. Oh yeah. I, I had the tape. The tapes somewhere. The tapes. Tales. I had tapes. the tapes. Yeah, but the Agent Cooper tape I think is up in that box. I the Agent think. Cooper book changed my my life changed how I wrote just changed a lot of things for me that's someone that I really related to probably like you with uh, Jack and Witches of Eastwick it was Cooper was huge for me but I think I said that before what cool movies can I think of that I can just sit and watch whenever they're on speaking of freaky though have you ever seen the scene with three men and a baby with the the ghost kid no okay do you know about it I it's Vaguely sounding familiar. I don't think I've ever sat and watched that movie. Yeah, it, it's a hard movie. Kind of any Gutenberg. Like there's a kid in the mirrors, or I mean, a window or something. In a window, or like standing behind the curtain and stuff. And my friend had it on VHS. And I don't know if it's something they've kept or if they edited it out since um, putting it on DVD. But I'd be interested to see it again because there's a scene where Ted Danson, I believe, is talking on the phone and he's walking through the apartment. And you see him walk by this one spot, and you see the kid standing there just kind of like grinning at the screen. And it's a continuous shot, and then he turns around and he comes back, and it's completely gone. And they said that it was a stand-up of Danson or one of the guys from the movie that they were using for promotional materials that was just left in there. But it doesn't look like any of them. And then there's the whole story of it being a, a dead kid that died in the place that they were filming and stuff. And it was it's one of those movie urban legends. Movie urban legends, but... Having seen it, it still creeps me out. So shall we branch into movies or movie moments that really, truly freaked you out? Oh, I'll, I'll volunteer. Segue away. I'll, yeah, I'll volunteer on that it. one. Because there is nothing like having a muddy 160-pound St. Bernard going to your friend's house and watching Cujo. <laughs> and then coming home and having your St. Bernard like crawl out from under the deck, like under your feet. Yeah, creepy as hell. See, deep down, there are demon dogs. No. Demon dogs? <laughs> demon dogs. No. Lords no, of light! Not. <laughs> not like a Thundar reference. Let's see. What Traumatic movie <coughs> moments? Anyone? Anyone? Traumatic movie moments. Traumatic um, movie moments. I don't before watch horror, horror films. I would have to go with... The... That was... Uh, well, okay, that was a horror film, but... Stephen King? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> what do you classify Stephen King A romantic comedy uh, with a real happy ending, guess, just like Seven. To me... Stephen King's It freaks me the hell out. <laughs> well, It freaks everybody out. 
Because clowns themselves are freaky. You know, really, for me, Cujo's the only movie Stephen King that ever freaked me out. Because I read all the books when I was so <coughs> young. Oh, and so, yeah, going to the films. Going and seeing the movies. It was like, when I saw it, I was like, this is what you got out of that book? This is as scary as you can make this, people? Dude, well, you should was, so talk to my aunt. It was made for TV, too, which I think... That's a <laughs> problem you know with I'm a saying? lot of Stephen King stuff. It was, it was either low budget, or reasonably low budget, right. um, or it was made for TV and where they got, stuff out and they got a lot of cuts. Right. I'm just um, saying, for me, there, there wasn't really... Other than Cujo, there hasn't really been a Stephen King movie that I was like, okay, this is scary, creepy, like the way the book was. I would have to say... But then my imagination is so... <laughs> vivid. Vivid. That Twisted. Twisted. That, Issues. You know, I, I can do all kinds of horrible things in my head with Stephen King. Wow. <laughs> kind of like I do horrible things in my head with uh, Kelly Clarkson. Well, probably horrible for her, but... No different. I love it. I, I, was, I was waiting for you to do the Chris's mom bit. I'm not doing any of those for a while. No, he's still off from his last. Still off Christmas. It was really bad. She was gonna say it. (laughs) What freaked you out, Corky? I I would probably have to say a couple of films, Um, and it's funny because I actually own one of them, uh, *Serpent in the Rainbow*. Yeah, Aaron really loves *Serpent in the Rainbow*, and I never really. I don't think I gave it a fair shot. Voodoo one, right? Yeah, Bill Pullman. I've it, seen bits of it. And I don't think I've just, watched it all the way through. I mean, it's really intriguing, but even like now, it's like I watch it. There's there's a couple times where it's like I always like stop the movie and like walk away for a little bit and then start it again. I don't know. It's just something about you know. It's just like the whole zombie thing. But I don't get freaked out by like the whole like herky jerky movement like other people do. Yeah. I love um, that walk. Like I think the other the other film. <laughs> And it was only the first time that I ever saw it because I, like Corey Haim, I'm not into horror comics. Um, I, I'm not really, in, I'm not a big horror fan. You know, it's like I never really watched any of the Friday the 13th films start to finish. Nightmare on Elm Street. I think like the first two I watched. Like, you didn't watch the third one, Dream Warriors? It was like the D&D yeah, Dream Warriors kicked. Well, no, it's like yeah. I watched all of them. Docking on the soundtrack. The first yeah. two I actually watched start to finish, and um, had your baby in it. Had uh, Johnny Depp. No, no, Patricia Arquette. Yeah, was in Dream Warriors. Was she? Oh yeah. First yeah. movie that I think I ever. Was she like really the karate chick or something? She was the one who didn't talk through the whole thing. Yeah. No, no, she wasn't the one who didn't talk. She was, she was the acrobatic chick. She was the one who right, around yeah. everything. There was a kid, the, the guy who didn't talk. Yeah, oh, she was the wizard in the wheelchair. The yeah, the I'm the dungeon master. Strong. Yeah, but, no. <laughs> anyway, so it's like yeah, I watched like the first two like start to finish. The third, fourth one, I think I watched like in pieces. Um, but scream like creeped me out the first time that I saw. Scream totally freaked me out. I mean, it's like I'm living at my parents' house. First time I watch it in the basement. You know, and it's like I kept it pretty freaking dark down there. And I watched it. It was like twelve thirty at night, something like that. After I'd gotten off working at Home Depot or something. You should not watch horror movies late at night. That freaked you out. That's so, the whole point. You've you never know. tried to purposely scare yourself at night. No, you just, I don't. That's when I would watch Scream because I knew they. Because totally... I don't sleep very well to begin with, and I'm plagued with chronic nightmares to start with, so I don't try to induce them. <laughs> no, but it's like I had, I had finished watching the film and. 
grabbed a beer as I walked to my room and out of the garage. No, actually, I had brought a couple into the refrigerator. I'm just thinking of the scene in the screen when he goes to get the beer in the garage. We're in a garage, okay? <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're There's no little hole to get stuck in, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Not that hole. Um, so, yeah, I'm walking down the stairs to the basement, and I only had one light, and it was actually a black light that was on. And you had to walk through, I would say, like, a good ten feet of basement before you got to <laughs> And the basement opened up off to the right to where my, my dad's workshop was. And they had like all the, like the modular racking and stuff like that with all my my, my art supplies went on it. And man, I was walking through there and my heart was pounding so incredibly fast. And I finally got to my door. And I had two locks on my door to begin with because I'm paranoid. And uh, I actually put something in front of the door and I actually slept under my bed because my bed was lofted I slept on the little couch that I had in there and that's where I slept how is that better? because it's closer to the ground and because people expect you to sleep in your bed so if it's dark it gives you that extra second of hesitation yeah because I could go ahead and get huh. that Gallica and when you're on a bed classically especially if you watch a lot of the uh, Friday the 13th movies yeah you're in bed. Someone stabs up underneath you. Hmm. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't purposely watch horror or slasher films. I usually end up watching because other people are, like Tom. That one time, him stuff, and Big or... Mike, did all the Friday Thirteenth movies in one day. Nice. Yeah, that's a long day. You know that. Oh, we yeah. kept talking about doing like Lord of the Rings and stuff all in one day, and we didn't really pull it off. It's three guys walk into a volcano. Yeah, yeah that's fun. But uh, with Scream. I think what Scream brought back to the that genre that was missing was... I did that yesterday. Somebody got really upset. What Scream did is that it, it played off the fear of people in your peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. Like those things that you almost see. Those things that aren't really there, but you kind of like... You think you see something out of the corner of your eye. And, and so you're always questioning what you do and don't see. And that that's what totally freaked me out about it, is the fact that... It, one, it was it was normal people. Yeah, it wasn't particularly gory either, right? Yeah, it was and, more, and it, it was suspense. It brought back the suspense part of horror that. Plus, I saw it living in Sonoma County, and while it didn't get to be filmed here, it almost was, and it was supposed to be played off to be very similar to here. Because isn't that the one at the end of the credits where they say an absolutely no thank you to Petaluma? Because Petaluma had them all set up for the film, and then they were like, "Oh no, this is a horror movie. We don't we don't really want that." You know, take it someplace else. We'll do a phenomenon instead. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't I, at one point in time, I knew all of the local movies. Like, I could take you on a driving tour of every Sonoma County movie and where it was shot. No, you guys got married where they filmed the birds. Well, yeah, but Bodega's not that big, so. Whatever. It's still kind of cool. It is. I, I was bummed that they took all the birds down before the wedding. They <laughs> took the birds down? Well, when we first went to look at the mansion, and, you know, because they were running us bed and breakfast, and we went out, and we were like, okay, you know, we want to walk through and see, you know, if it's right for the type of wedding that we're having. And I walked up the staircase up to where all the bedrooms were and stuff, and the one bedroom at the far end of the hall is the, the planked, like, cathedral ceiling that's got all the planks that run around it. 
and stuck into the cracks between the planks were the, the birds with the wires on their feet, and they had stuck the wires into the planks so that all the birds were flying in from the outside edges of the room. Wow. And I was like, this is so awesome. And then, yeah, like, we got there, like, two the day before the wedding to start, like, setting everything up and stuff, and all the birds were gone. I was like, where are all the birds? <laughs> What's going on here, people? Don't you understand? I'm wearing psychedelic go-go boots. I'm not a normal bride. Why'd you take down the birds? Is that all she was wearing? Yeah. At some point in huh? time. <laughs> Chris is like, <laughs> that's a wedding video we don't get to see. Um, when I was young, there were two movies that I remember freaking me out horribly. Was uh, it something you found in a drawer? No, no. <laughs> uh, one of the movies was the original Halloween. And the scene that really creeped me out was the girl in the car and uh, Michael, <laughs> like, slices her neck or cuts her head almost off um, from the back seat and her head just hits the horn and the horn just keeps blaring the whole time and I was just spastic about that and I watched it over at my uh, grandparents house and um, in Grand Rapids and my uncle was there with a bunch of his friends and they were laughing at me because I was just a dumb little kid and everything and I'm like oh my god is she dead is she dead my uncle's like no no she just won't be able to talk for a while and that was enough for me to kind of like calm down I was like oh okay thank god as long as she'll be okay but I was really, really, <laughs> that one just freaked me out. And that's probably why I like the Halloween movies more it than I like. It was Charles, wasn't it? Yeah, it was absolutely Charles. Um, the other movie that creeped me out that I also remember watching over at my grandparents' house, all this great stuff on Betamax, was, um, Beta. My was still has a working beta. the movie Magic, which was... About a man with a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, no good kingdom from ventriloquist yeah, movies. That convinced him to kill people. Dummies are never good. The no. dummy was absolutely Dummies evil. Are never, and never good. what did I have as a kid? I have a ventriloquist dummy that freaked me out because of that movie. Who used to belong to my uncle? Oh yeah, let Chip have this. That's great. Give it to the kid, and then we'll watch magic and see how he does growing up. He won't be stunted. Um, <laughs> issues and and so i you're stepping on my territory all of my um stuffed animals to me when i was a kid and probably even to this day i have this thing about inanimate objects whereas uh, everything has a personality <laughs> wow just like numbers numbers have personalities to me so do inanimate objects i know i'm weird um yeah, just gonna go over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um Micro machines. <laughs> so I couldn't just get rid of any of my, my stuffed animals. When I was a kid, I called them fluffies. Um, and certainly not the evil ventriloquist dummy that I tried to include come back in my life as much as possible. So did I, you put it under the bed? Uh, no. <laughs> but no, when he didn't I, want to piss it off. When I moved out here from Michigan, all that stuff stayed in Michigan. And I was very grateful that it stayed there. And, and then my parents sold... My parents sold the house, and all this stuff got buried that was in the basement, which is where I used to stay, including my Amiga computer system, got buried um, when they leveled over the place. It's actually under a bank now. Built a bank over it. So I'm like, cool. You know, sucks my Amiga's gone, because my Amiga had some of my early writing and stuff on it, some of my old songs that I don't think I'll ever get back, um, some of the, the Nightlife book that I was writing that I'll never get back, but that's okay, because it's probably crap. I said, but... I don't ever have to worry about the dummy haunting me ever again. So I'm living in Santa Rosa, 
in the apartment um, with Melinda and I had, and my mom sends out a box of my stuff, and I open up the box, there's the dummy. Fucking chased me to California. And again, I'm stuck. I can't get rid of it. I can't do anything about it. I'm just flipped out. We wind up moving into uh, the apartment in Petaluma, and he moves back to Michigan, so Jackie moves in with me. I make mention Does to she Jackie. have sex with the dummy? No. Thank God, no. <laughs> um, I make mention of the dummy to her and to... Um, Is that, like, bigger than a dummy's arm? Her boyfriend at the time. <laughs> oh, right. It, the mouth, if you pulled the string hard enough, would stick open. Um... I make mention of it freaking me out a little bit. I wake up one day and I go into my bathroom and the dummy is sitting there on the toilet with the head twisted like this. <laughs> and written in uh, in blood-like lipstick on the mirror is I will kill you. <laughs> oh shit. This is the second This is the second thing that they did to freak me out when I lived there. The other one was at one point all this change was somehow gathering on the floor in the bathroom. Like one day there was a penny on there, and the next day there was a quarter on there. And it just kept accumulating, and I finally came out, and I'm like, there's so much change on the bathroom floor, and it's starting to go into a pattern. I said, it's becoming very Blair Witch. The next day I go in there, and it's all laid out like the Blair Witch pattern on the floor. I said, I'm going to pee outside. That's it for me. I was it need to live here. stuck to the floor? No, no. Well, why didn't you just Well, as many things it, it could have been. Yeah, you <laughs> You don't piss on the Blair Witch. You don't get pissed on my demigod. <laughs> Never seen that movie. No. It was actually. I, I can totally relate good. though to your like scary, creepy doll teddy bear thing, because when my dad and Hold Heidi first got married, the first year that we went up to visit Heidi's parents, they lived you know up near the Oregon border, so it was like one of those you know we had to drive like five hours to get there and spend the whole weekend. And, yeah. So we get there. And my, my stepsister, who has been riding in the car with me for you know, five hours, totally neglects to mention to me that my stepmother, as a child, collected clown dolls. <laughs> so we go into the house and, you know, lug in our sleeping bags, Nika's on the block sleeping bag over my shoulder, on back to the back bedroom, ready to, you know, roll my sleeping bag out and make the best of this crappy weekend that I have to spend you know, with my dad and my stepmother and my stepsister. You were going to say stepmonster, weren't you? <laughs> Where's the sounder? Where's the Cisco so, bitterness sounder? No, this is not going to be a bitterness story. Okay. <laughs> so I go back into the back bedroom and roll my sleeping bag, and I, I'm holding it by the bottom edge, rolling towards my pillow, unrolling it, and I flick it to unroll it, and I watch my pillow unroll, and my pillow lands, like, six inches in front of the Bozo the Clown doll. Like, the original classic, like, 1960 Bozo the Clown doll. I'm like, oh no. No, no, no. I cannot sleep in this room. And, of course, you know, everybody's making fun of me. Oh, scared afraid of the clown dolls! I'm like, there we go. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, not, not sleeping in here with the crazy clown dolls. No, oh, they're no. scary. I don't want to be near the clown dolls. Clown dolls are gonna, like, come to life in the middle of the night. Do me away with me. <laughs> Kill me. Cisco <laughs> the real dolls. Wow. No. Cloud makeup on it. Um. Anyway, I actually ended up sleeping out in the truck because they would not let me put the clown dolls in the closet because she had like set them up in this display in her bedroom before she moved out like a billion years before that and 
no one had ever moved them and they were like never to be moved and so they were yeah. sacred at that point i spent like the whole weekend sleeping in the truck because i refused to sleep in the spare bedroom with the crazy clown dolls actually i got another one twilight zone the movie twilight yes. zone the movie which the, part the thing on the plane the thing on the plane and when dan Aykroyd like wolf's out or vampires out on the drive no gotta go with the uh, the old creepy birthday cake guy I don't know, the thing on the plane really creeps me out. That's Creep Show. Creep Show? Yeah. And I... No, I, the bunny. And the part with the kid. Uh, the oh, television the, kid? Yeah, the television kid. kid. And there's the rabbit that... The rabbit was freaky. A lot but, of freaky stuff the, in that But honestly, though, I mean, I mean I've mean, i flown a lot. and made the sister's mouth disappear. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, I mean, that. I've flown a lot. I mean, I remember one of the, the last times... The burger. That, ...that I had flown, it was, it was raining. And of course, it was at night. And it's always, I always end up sitting over the wing, which is fine. I'd rather sit over the wing. And yeah, I just... Death's faster that way. Open the, the shade to look out to see if, you know, I could, you know... See you know, the catch like a little monster thing on the wing. Well, I just wanted to see if I could catch a glimpse of, like, you know, like, what city or whatever, or, you know, how many lights were passing over. And it was just, like, this lone, like... You know, you know, bolt of lightning, and it was like I swore to God that I saw that creepy little bastard sitting out there hacking away in the wing, and I was like, "Yeah, can I get that Jack and Coke now?" Yeah, I don't care if I don't have any. These days, he totally reminds me of Jim Carrey as the Grinch. But yeah, I can remember when I saw it and going, "Wow, that that's pretty freaky." But then there's that point where John Lithgow has like. <clears throat> bashed out the window and he's got his head half stuck outside and the thing comes up and starts to crush his face and then just lets go and does the shaking finger thing <sighs> the shaking finger thing is cool they did that in jeepers creepers too and it's yeah. just awesome that's such a great no 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 from the thing that's gonna kill you and eat your babies that's great that's such a classic monster thing to do what are you guys gonna do go out, go out to dinner and eat babies <laughs> Oh, that, that's another highly traumatic movie for me. The <laughs> one we watched at Melinda's moment. house. What was it? The, the car. And the... Oh, um, train spotting. Yes, creepy as hell. The the baby the baby crawling on the ceiling. Oh, the, the dead baby crawling. Oh, on the ceiling. The was that after he dove ceiling. into oh, the toilet oh. to get there? Is that what that was? So creepy. I yes. barely remember the film, yes. but I, so, I know the part. So creepy. Because the baby like had like some sort of. Still I, I don't even remember the how the baby died. I just remember Melinda and I were like curled up in the corner. Basically, and like, yeah, no, both freaked baby. out. Creepy, Basically, creepy. everybody was so high in the house that they just kind of like forgot about the baby. That makes sense. And then someone had visions of the baby mm -hmm. later. It, yeah, that was. That movie was horrible. <laughs> that movie was so Well, I, I always thought it was horrible, but I always. Had that that really disturbing laughter happening as I watched that scene, and it wasn't until Kyrie was born where I really sort of looking at that after I started watching it after she was born. I was like, oh, "That's really messed up." It's different when you when you have kids and you have someone that you want to protect. But that was there. There's another one is movies that are just <clears throat> horribly horribly wrong. Not even. Things that scare you, things that freak you out, but horribly, why was this even made movies? Um, 
Erin mentioned the other day that she's never seen it and she really wants to buy it. Silence or the she Lambs. tried to rent it. No, she God, Silence of the Lambs, she knows like you know Ferris Bueller. Um Kids. I have that. Wait, no, I don't. No, I refuse. Why would you? Why would anybody have that movie? Oh, I Kids remember that. Was that yeah, it was, it was very disturbing. Very disturbing. It was very um we were all protesting and everything. Chud. It no, it's it's basically it's it's thirteen year old kids sleeping with other kids and like spreading AIDS. Yeah. It's just bad. And it's 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 a movie that everybody told me the same thing. They go, You're gonna wanna see it. Children of the corn. But then once you see it, you're gonna hate yourself for having watched it. You know. But something's to be said because the movie was made and what a statement it made though. Yeah, it was a statement, but it's not a statement that I ever really want to watch. It I'm not a big fan of those movies that <clears throat> that you walk out of the theater feeling much, much worse about yourself and about the world in general. I, I, I never felt bad about myself. I I, always, I just got pissed off about it because it was just like, it's like, you know, we're spending money on, on TV commercials saying, look at little Haji down in his hovel. <laughs> he hasn't eaten in four weeks. It's like, well, you're standing at the camera crew. Give him a fucking sandwich. You know, we got third world countries in our own backyards. Literally. Well, our you know, backyard probably is. Let's fix the shit here, and then we can worry about everything else. But that's what I got. So. I don't really he know. Says that Haji's starving, and all I can think is, well, why didn't he eat Bandit? I don't <laughs> you know. I'm just like... <laughs> Sorry, if anybody didn't get the reference, it was from Sam Kennison. Yeah, I, I know what the reference is. Okay. I don't really remember anything from kids inspiring me towards um, feeding the hungry or anything. No, was, but I think... It was more like giving them condoms. I mean, for me, it, it came down to passing out condoms in junior high it, it just came down to education and, and being smart about it. So it's like, what does it come down to me as an individual? <clears throat> it's loud and clear as a father, you know? I don't go to movies to think hard. I just don't like <laughs> movies that there's there's nothing redeeming that happens towards the end. And and Kids is one of those movies that at the end of it, you're just, the last scene is just basically like, oh, you know what? How everything seemed like it was really fucked at the beginning? No, it's, it's really, really fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all there is to it. Go home, be happy. Stay for the credits. Eat some popcorn. No, not not my film. And I've seen other movies that disturbed me in that way. I can't think of them off the top of my head, probably because I've tried to shield myself from them. But that, that one really... Maybe because we just started talking about it, I was like, oh, God, please don't buy that. Don't give money anybody to support that film in any way and it's not like I'm against it being made or or anything else because I, I'm definitely for freedom of speech freedom of uh, expression of creating things I don't want to block anybody like the fucking Danzig comic that uh, Hart Fisher wrote with a skull fucking um, that comic was so wrong that comic was totally wrong and it's the same kind of feeling it's like I why the fuck would anybody it. do this I can't believe this. There's nothing redeeming about this story at all. At the same time, I totally support the fact that he did it because it's what he wanted to do. It's what he wanted to create. It's the story he wanted to tell. That was and so disturbing, I, though. But I'm I used totally to behind the rights having, that he should have to do No, it. I'm totally behind the rights to do it, but as, as an employee of a comic shop who had to do comic counts every week and had to go in the back room and count all of those comics, yeah. it was disturbing but at least we work in a comic shop that had a back room that that kept it separated from from the general public um we were a comic shop that that had it 
So I, I'm glad that we worked in a place that was progressive enough to be able to carry adult comics and comics of questionable content. And I'm glad that we were a comic shop that had the responsibility and foresight to keep it from being able to be put in the hands of kids. You know, we were sticklers about that. And and I'm I'm proud of that um, in that respect, the fact that we were able to, to stand behind that. I think that they eventually got rid of all that stuff, though. Like, because I don't remember that being there the last few months that I was there. I don't remember. Maybe after Sherry came back. Probably. Which is fine, you know. If it's not right for your shop, don't carry it. But it was still, it was... I'm glad that I read it just for the fact that I know about it. Sometimes, maybe that's the same thing with kids. Maybe that's what it is. It's good to be acknowledging that these things exist so that you have an understanding that <clears throat> creativity can go so far in a direction that really does disturb you. But I, I don't feel oh, good having that. Rights. That gets me straight to like the horror porn phase thing that's going on right now, like the hostels and the saws and. Like all of those. And Aaron films. really likes Hostel. And I, I have just... never seen any of them, and I don't think I ever I've will. Seen it. I think that just the previews are disturbing enough for me. Yeah. That yeah. I have no desire to like see them rip women apart. Yeah, I saw like... Hostel with. Well, the first uh... one it was mostly guys. Yes. The second one was was the chicks, um, but the first <clears> one it was mostly guys. The thing for me is Hostel wasn't really even that great of a movie. It was. It was harsh. It was it was harsh to a certain degree, and I can I can understand, you know, the the feelings of it and stuff. And it it was, I guess it was sort of interesting, but it I didn't feel like it's some it felt really Hollywood by the end of it especially. Well, yeah, because the guy gets away and then he gets to go on a little spree of finding the people randomly. Like, oh, here's the people who set me up. I'll just run them down. Oh, here's the guy. That who, was awesome. Who grab his. It, <laughs> But that's that's a Hollywood payoff, you know, and I don't really think that it was a movie that should have had a Hollywood payoff. If it's trying to make you feel disturbed and it's trying to make you feel that, then all it was trying to do at the end was redeem itself, which totally opposite of what I just said with kids, because I hated kids because there was nothing redeeming about it. This felt so forced by the end of it that I didn't really care. I haven't watched Teristas, which I guess is sort of similar in the respect to it as a foreign film. I, I won't watch... <clears throat> any of the saws because I, I went and saw Hostel not really knowing what it was going to be like and I went and saw it with um, my former future mother-in-law if that makes any sense to anybody <laughs> not that this needs to be Jerry Springer yeah so I'm sitting there with my it was a quality movie so I'm sitting I there and, and half of the movie is softcore Cinemax porn mm-hmm. yeah that was really uncomfortable <laughs> I mean, it's like watching porn with your parents, you know, you just... It, you, you, I never at, at any point in time thought television. that those movies had softcore porn in them. It There's there's some sex scenes and stuff like that. they got to keep your interest for the first hour. And they've got to show you why the guys are so lackadaisical where they're at. The, the idea, they're I'm in a foreign country, and uh, I'm just kind of kicking it across a foreign country, being a, a dumbass American... Oh, but here's these hot chicks who are having sex with me, so there's really no reason for me to care at all because life is swell. And then they just completely let their guard down. And it's when the other guy starts to get his guard back up that he gets kind of pulled in, but that's why he survives, is that suddenly his guard is back up and he starts fighting back. The first guy who really goes through the torture scene and stuff in it 
has his guard down guy. and you know just well the first guys they actually show them killing yeah and he does the Achilles heel on both of his ankles and guy says okay you're free to go and he opens the door and backs away and the guy stands up to walk away and you see basically his heels separate and yeah. at that point I was like I actually wanted to I actually wanted to leave yeah. that, it was it was pretty grotesque I'm fine with the grotesque I'm fine as long as it's there's something to it that makes it worthwhile so it's redeeming maybe redeeming but it's this is know, coming from a guy who forced the Great Secret Show down my throat. I didn't force it down your throat. I said it was a good book. You tried reading it. You couldn't handle it. Fine. That's okay. You still give me shit for it. I give you shit for it because I think it's funny because it's pretty tame compared to some of the other stuff that, that we both read or had interest in. Um, you have no room to give anybody shit till you finish the beauty series. Yeah, and same thing. It's like fucking beauty series, but the beauty series is just dirt dull to me. I can't read any of Anne Rice's stuff. If they make a movie of it, I don't care. Put Antonio Banderas as whoever. I, if he gets put up on a peg on the wall with the phallic thing up his ass, I'll be even happier. Yeah, mark that, Zorro. Otherwise, <laughs> Saw, totally different from Hostel. And the reason why is that, and it's not like there's not the gore fest, because there definitely is, um, there's not the porn aspect of it. But Saw is more of um, more suspense than torture more um, thought going into everything it's kind of like wild things where at the end you kind of see how everything fits together where wild things was just a crap movie up until you saw the last scene where they explain what she did throughout the whole film and you go oh shit that's actually really cool Saw is like that Saw is a lot of thought going into affecting these people's lives. It's not even necessarily about killing people because if you get into the mentality of, of what Jigsaw is like, it's about giving people the chance to change. It's kind of like that scene of uh, Brad Pitt in Fight Club where they pull the guy out of the convenience store and he asks him you know, what he wanted to do with his life because he sure as fuck didn't want to work in a convenience store for the rest of his life. And he says the next day when he wakes up, he's going to have breakfast and it's going to be the best breakfast he ever had. He's going to be super excited about life because he gets to live it now. He's never going to feel better than he does that next morning. It's sort of like that. But, yeah, it's a it's a horror movie where a guy is essentially making cool contraptions to kill people. So it goes back and forth. But I think it's a little bit better. Chris? Awfully silent, Hi. Chris. I'm sorry, was there a question in there? <laughs> <laughs> we just want you involved. I just realized you were sitting over here quietly sucking on your cock drop. Yeah, that's why I'm being quiet, because my throat was bothering me. If I could keep from coughing through the whole podcast, it'd be great. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't go to the movies anymore because I have kids. I don't but rent you do have anything. But you do a pretty extensive DVD collection. I have a lot of DVDs because in the first year that we got the DVD player, I bought probably 70 DVDs. Yeah. And a lot of that's because when DVD players were first out, there was a lot of incentive stuff going on to get people to convert over Kind of like DVDs. buying high-definition DVD players or Blu-ray DVD players now where the first when you first buy it, you get anywhere from 5, five to seven. 10 
right. free movies. Yeah, that almost that pretty much pays the DVD player at this point. Exactly. I mean, you get that Toshiba for two hundred bucks or whatever, and get ten DVDs. It's like, okay, I just. It was coming with the first season of Heroes in high definition. Yeah. Now it's coming with Born Supremacy in three hundred. Yeah, in the box plus the plus the you get those to choose. Yeah, it's it absolutely is. It, it's an incentive to get people to to try it out. Movies for me are, are somewhere to go to feel uplifted and escape. So I only really go to seeing comedies or sci-fi or fantasy type stuff. I don't really... I'll watch a drama or a suspense if Cisco wants to go or if it's someone I like as an actor or something like that. I don't do horror films. I don't really do musicals. I don't... I'm big on the musicals. do westerns. But I'll, I'll go see plays because I love musicals. It Spamalot. I'll go see plays. I'd but love I mean, to see Spamalot. I don't know. I don't. Some musicals are good for me. Some are bad. I mean, since living in California, I've I've seen several, um, and they're all just a little bit more gay than the last one because I saw. Um, okay, and the demographic is. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, we saw Rent. Is the first one I saw living here. I took Melinda to that. Um, then we went and saw. Mamma Mia saw the musical. Aaron and her uh, her parents. We went to see that. We saw the full Monty for my birthday. Um, so men stripping, and then we saw Hedwig it, and the it Angry. Seems like it's a reoccurring. Why is that? See, theme. I go and see women stripping for my birthday. You go see men. There's something twice very... now. Twice in my life, I've seen men strip on my birthday. birthday. Um, but but the first time you could think your uncle Charles. Yes. And I, I do, I absolutely do thank uh, Uncle Charles for that, and it was it was a great. Wasn't time. that like the same year that you woke up in the hotel room? With <laughs> that was not the same year, but uh, it, it was the same uncle. Blood in your underwear. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that. Waking up with blood in my underwear in the deep south. Uh, <coughs> He's not talking about the country either. <laughs> it was so rough. Um, I it was not in a drive time, so I guess it's uh, I guess it's acceptable. But yeah, I I agree. It, and Aaron constantly wants to go see any new horror movie that comes out because Aaron's a big horror movie fan. Um, and I enjoy horror movies, so it's something nice that we can share. But she likes the worst of it. Um, she'll rent the '80s schlock stuff and all the time. Vampire Anytime ninjas. To, uh, nothing. She, she also likes twice. stuff with George Clooney in it. I like the Ocean movies. Those are more my films than her. I don't think she's chasing down George Clooney in films, but the the Oceans 11 through 13 are caper movies, and those are fun. It's like watching Snatch or uh, <laughs> Lock, <laughs> Stock, and Two Smoking Did Girls. Did you say Washing Snatch? Yes, it's Washing Snatch. Okay. <laughs> you can easily have Stinky Poon out there. Who um, is your man? And I, I guess being with someone who wants to go see... The new Saw movie, or you know, the latest Cheaper Creepers, or whatever it is, probably better than seeing someone who wants to go see Soul Plane. But it, it's funny because there's a lot of times where I just, I kind of look at her like I can't really see spending the twenty-five to thirty dollars it's going to take for us to go see this movie in the theater, but I know it's going to be on DVD in less than a month because it's going to flop, and it's utter crap. And I'm going to sit there the whole time going. Why am I watching this in the theater? Surrounded by people I don't want to be around. That's the other thing is movie theaters. 
it's just it can be such a miserable experience and and we're at that age where we're getting judgmental we saw south park one of our first dates um we saw south park in the theater and she and i both and she was what 20 at the time oh we're uh we're watching this and this lady had her kids there and her kids were around 12 or i think even a little younger what the hell are you doing with your kids here (laughs) this is fucking south park the movie it's not disney it's not pixar yeah, I don't go to, I mean, I, I don't miss anything about the theaters at this point. We went to see Dances with Wolves in the theater, and Kayla, who, you know, was born when I was, like, 12, couldn't have been more than, like, a year and a half, maybe two years old, and Angela's mom decided that we were just all gonna go, because she was a huge Kevin Costner fan, and she was totally into, like, the Native American, like, this was her movie. You could not have made a movie for her better than Kevin Costner See, in me, Dances with Wolves. And I just Being totally remember, in a Native American and then being totally into Kevin Costner are two such opposing forces. Since well, Kevin yeah, Costner was trying to open casinos that would complete compete directly against the Native American casinos. But not back then. Just after. But yeah. I, but anyway. Anyway. We went to see this movie, and I just remember being so bored out of my mind, and Kayla started crying and was like, would not mellow out, and I just remember being like, oh, thank God, I'll take the baby, (laughs) and like wandering around the lobby for like an hour and a half, like sitting in the race car, you know, like video game, you know, cruising California or whatever the... It's funny because when we went and saw Waterworld, um, I cried and make Corky take me out. I did not go see that in the theater. Why do you... You saw that with my brother, I think it was. I did not go see any movies with your brother without you. (laughs) You went and saw something with him and Trevor and Dave. No. I've never been to a movie theater with Trevor. Believe me, I would slap the turtle right off that boy. I I would maybe maybe go see a Gamera (laughs) film fest with Trevor just to go, see fucker? See right there? your dad no I, I didn't shot right out his ass with the fire I did not go see water rolled in the theater I don't know who I saw that with but okay. I hate them. worst theater moment I, zip I didn't do any of that in the theater it wouldn't no not because, what have you done because, in the theater because butter, you were in your car the butter on the hole in the popcorn you saw in the theater not worst thing you did in the theater worst movie you saw in the I know theater. oh um, I would probably say A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon. <coughs> that was, um, River Phoenix. Oh, uh, probably the last movie that I remember him, well, maybe, maybe it was the last movie I was willing to watch of his. And it's not that I didn't love the kid, I did, but, um, that movie was a shit pile. Just an absolute, talk about no redeeming quality. That was one of those movies where I just walked out of there going, what a fucking waste of celluloid and um, people and hot chicks who should have been naked and not-so-hot chicks who shouldn't have been in it. And just in general, it was lousy. And I think Matthew Perry was in it, who I already at that point related to. Um, Just crap. We went to the theater, and we could have seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's the worst part. It's because I didn't see Planes, Trains, and Automobiles until years later. And I could have seen it that day, 
We're like, oh, no, no, let's go check out A Nightlife in Jamiroden. It looks like it'll be pretty good. And the whole movie, probably about the first hour into it, we're just waiting for it to get funny. Because it looked funny in the preview. It's, it's going to get funny, right? Is that one of those that played all the funny parts in the preview? They played one funny part in the preview and it was funny enough to go, like, hey, let's go see this. You know, it's age appropriate. Seems like it'd be a good time. No, it sucked balls. And when they got to that line in the movie, we were just kind of pissed. Like, you motherfucker. Because right at the end, we were like, yes, finally, there's two minutes left. Horrible, horrible experience. Although, it's redeeming in the fact that it makes up for the fact that I saw the Power Rangers movie in the theater. And it made the Power Rangers movie look okay. That's one of my more favorite moments of going to the movies was the Power Rangers movie. We saw that together, right? No. You You weren't there for that? No, you saw that with us. No, I wasn't living out here when, when that came out. That no, was that, that was, was with Big, Big Mike, Mike and Chris and, and all them. There Chris was like I know that eight of us adults in the Power Joe Ranger and Vinny movie had to have gone. No, uh, you and I didn't go see that. I know that much. My memory's not that bad. Really? Because I can't imagine why I would have hung out with them without you. Because I can't imagine who would have drove. Yeah, we get lost going through like the two blocks. Do you remember the I'm a frog bit? <laughs> With a black ranger, and they're, no. they signed them all. Adam. Yeah. No, I do not remember that. No, for us, it was as soon as the warrior chick, uh, it starts with a D, and I can't remember the name. Snatchalot? Yeah, D Snatchalot. <laughs> uh, came out, and she was like in the little chainmail miniskirt, and all we hear in the theater, everything's like totally quiet, and we hear Mike go, damn. <laughs> <laughs> And we're in a theater full of, like, 10 and 11-year-olds. Wow. As a group of, like, 10 adults. It's wow. like, here's the pedophile row. Wow. Here's the people in their late 20s. Here's When we went and saw um, Dogma in the theater. Don't shake your head at me. Did I go see Dogma in the theater? Yes, because it was you and M and me and Aaron and Elisa and Jackie and Anne. That whole movie, which of the... That series of movies did we see together? Uh, we saw Chasing Amy together. Is that what it was? Yep. Yeah. Oh, we saw the chick flick one out of a bunch together. <laughs> but it was still, it was great. But no, when still... we saw Dogma in the theater, they pre- the preview for American Psycho with uh, Christian Bale. That was actually on in the Which, hub. Just, that's a great movie. Uh, that's... Running naked down a hallway wearing tennis shoes and a chainsaw covered in blood. So good. And so... nobody else in the complex hears you? Yeah. There's the scene... And in the preview where he's talking about when I see a beautiful woman, there are two things I picture. I think about life with her, getting married, having kids, getting the house, white picket fence. And his friend goes, what's the other thought? He goes, what her head would look like on a pike. And that's the last thing they say, and then it goes black. And all you hear in the theater, everybody's just stunned silent by this line. And then you hear me go, right on! And everybody felt at that point it was okay to laugh. I broke bread with the theater that day because American Psycho touched me and I was able to touch others through it. I love that. When <laughs> I went touching going on in there. I went with Sage to see Lestat opening night at oh, midnight. Sorry. You know, Gotham's you to take be time and rosemary love. with you or <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Gotham's can be opening night, midnight showing Vampire Lestat. So obviously going to be there, even if I have to hitchhike home. Vampire Lestat was that a film? 
I'm sorry, I thought I was talking to the Rice purists. I, I really believed that uh, I was at Cisco's house. But no, no, tell me how, how the, uh, the movie no. The Vampire Lestat was. It is the movie The Vampire Lestat because it doesn't follow Interview and it's not right. So I don't think it's... it has anything to do with Lestat considering who was in the role. Well, no. Obviously, if if all it had been right in the world, Julian Sands would have played Lestat. We are aware. We can all just go there and just leave it be. You made that the announcement Julian before. Sands is Lestat. I'm sorry. I, I love I saw Anne. Him in something it's yesterday. all good, but no. Boxing Helena. No, no, but That's what a, a great movie, movie that is. Um, was he in the, He was that. He right? was. Oh, so creepy. Love that movie. It, it seems like maybe he was in Ocean's 13. I think really? there was a guy wandering recently? around in that. Yeah, like. You saw Julian I saw Sands a guy recently? who made me totally think it was Julian Sands in that. But anyway. He was the assistant to Al Pacino. Go to see the midnight showing interview with the vampire in Cotting Town in the theater before they made it in the crappy craft store. And we're sitting in the, the far back... craft store? Is that what you just said? <laughs> Crappy. We're sitting in the far back row store. in the <laughs> very middle I'll of the entire I'll theater. Duct tape like... on <laughs> 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 <Middle> of... <laughs> Those wire wheels, you know. Middle of the theater, farthest back row we can find. We're both you know, totally decked out in black. Bins of hair caps, black, glue. Face makeup, eyeliner. Middle of the theater. Fully decked out. Way at the back so nobody can see us dressed up in all the makeup and everything. The six hours of putting ourselves together to hide. Exactly. Right. See, glad you got it. I love that. So we're sitting in the far back row and the opening scene. I love when we yes, low self esteem. Absolutely. Drinking black coffee. No, actually drinking red wine that we had snuck into the theater. That's how so very tragically. It was just really old grape juice that was sitting next to the carburetor. <laughs> oh, what a great vintage. Weltage. Welch is 1978. You know? <laughs> Alright, you know what? I'm not sharing my story with you anymore. No, I love I'm it. done. Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> nope, nope. You've lost the story. Isn't that what Aaron story. was screaming last night as I was dozing off to sleep? If you were dozing off to sleep, then she must have been saying it to you directly. Exactly. <laughs> Because you were probably still awake. Yeah, I was. She I felt that it was wrong. Stayed up way too late. I don't know. I can't really think of a disappointing moment in this Mine would be Rocky, probably. The original. Oh, Rocky? actually, you know what? No, I take that back. Rocky, Rocky no, Horror Picture Show. Horror. Oh, Rocky. Actually, I take that back. Not the most fan, disappointing huh? film that I ever saw in the theater. I like the movie. I didn't like the experience. Was, I I went and saw this film because, of a girl who really liked me, and it was still at that point in time where I. I liked girls. <laughs> but, Whoa. Well, no, has no. it changed? Oh, well, I, was, I was like a what sophomore in high school, and it was like it was still at that awkward transition from junior high. I was still picked on a lot before I suck cock. <laughs> yeah, I know. And fingered so, the asshole apparently. Stephen, when I still liked girls, what do you mean? Well, no, I, I still liked this girl, but I didn't like her enough where it's like I really want to go out with her. So. I was I was trying to be nice about it, but I didn't know how to like get her just just to like stop trying to like marry me essentially. So I slept with her brother. She actually had a twin brother. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Doctor Pepper burns when it comes up. I mean, I made up for all that. You're drinking red wine, and it'll help it go down faster. That's how she welches. Um, but no, it's like I, I asked my I asked one of my good friends. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm like, I get this situation with this girl. She really digs on me. 
I don't like her like that, you know. You know, I, I still haven't figured out the whole, you know, how to be me thing and not be a dork, you know. And he's like, dude, he's like, just use reverse psychology, you know. And I'm like, yeah, it always works with my parents with me, you know. So, you know, yeah, no, it didn't work. We ended up going out to see a movie. Holding hands for the entire movie, and I'm doing the whole thing, like, my hand's cramping up, sorry, I can't hold your hand, and I'm just like, we, we see your, your favorite film, got the potter's wheel going. Uh, <laughs> that's not my favorite Because <laughs> you were just Seriously. talking about it. Yeah, and I really did not want to go see the film, and it's like, I got done watching the film, and I was like... That was like the biggest waste of like fourteen bucks. That that's true. What is it with movies? Why don't they just come with a little guillotine at the front where you can chop off your penis on the way in? Because Ghost and Titanic. And stuff <laughs> this like is that. the case we can all put in your pants. <laughs> Siri, shut up. <laughs> like I I think some films are just to <laughs> emasculate men. It's just to ruin us entirely and make us not get along with our wives or girlfriends. Yeah, but isn't there enough movies that do the other, I mean, go the other direction? There, There is, but you know what? No guys are, okay, I can't say no guys, but it's a really dumb guy who says, oh honey, we have to go see um, fucking Rambo Part 2 First Blood. That guy is just a dick and needs to fuck his own truck. But... <laughs> When when Aaron like the exhaust pipe or does he get that lambskin cover? That's why they got the ball, so it feels really authentic. <laughs> they like to slap them together. Um, <laughs> oh my god! But I just I think there needs to be a separation of uh, estrogen and um, the white chromosome, just because. <laughs> I like a separation of church and state. Now I will <laughs> watch sappy romantic movies on my own. Completely alone without Aaron there because Aaron won't watch him. That's the thing is we're the the role reversal. I don't suck cock like my friend here. But, but you know, I, I, I do haven't like, woken up with blood in my underwear in a strange hotel room with other guys. No, you knew exactly where you were and who you were with. And it wasn't blood in your underwear; it was in your mouth. I just hey, you earned yours too. Okay? I think that if Hollywood gave a damn about the human relationship. <laughs> they, just, they would add an explosion in the midst of some of these movies. But whatever. Go ahead, tell us about Ghost. But I was just saying, it was like, it was, I would say, the worst film I have ever seen. You know, bar none. You know, outside of, if somebody had followed me around for like the year and a half that I dated Emily and made a whole movie out of it, it would be right next to that. <laughs> So why, why are you reminding me? Because my brain does that enough. I, I don't need tape. I, I don't. Ghost had one cool thing, which was the uh, shadows coming and dragging the guy down to hell. Shadow? Shut Shadow? I'm <laughs> so just thinking about that movie, too. Yes, so I need to suck off. Um, <laughs> but then it also had Demi Moore making out with Whoopi Goldberg, essentially. Because that, that was what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody who's not here, that would be the one hand held up to block out Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg in that case, or um, the, the nine-year-old chick in Not Another Teen Movie. Scary woman in the <laughs> Never been kissed. Um, <laughs> or anything with Rosie O'Donnell. You know what was a, an awesome Rosie O'Donnell movie, and I have to give her total props for doing it? 
Leave the room. Exit to Eden. Exit to Eden. I actually yeah. like Exit that to Eden. That is an as awesome well. movie, and I give Rosie O'Donnell total props for but being able to wear the outfits that they put her in in that n- movie. Not even awesome. that. Because and Rosie O'Donnell, she probably owns them. What are you talking about? Rosie O'Donnell actually does a bit about it, about doing that movie. Does a bit, huh? <laughs> Shut up. Um, okay, she does a rug. Fine. <laughs> Nubbins. <laughs> She she does part of her Bags. at least a classic part of her act where she talks about being in the movie and how it was filmed at two separate times. There was when they did the initial bit of the film and she had slimmed down for the part and she knew what kind of stuff she was gonna be dressed up as. And then later on they had her come back to shoot some extra scenes to try to spice it up, make it a little bit funnier. And she had put her normal weight back on again. And she goes, there's a scene where she walks in the door and she's 100 and whatever pounds. And then she walks out the door and she's got the extra 40 plus pounds. And she's wearing the same <clears throat> outfit. She goes, just watch the movie. Just watch me. So giving her up to her for, for being in the movie in and of, in and of itself, um, especially when you're on screen with Dana Delaney being all super hot. Um, and she was funny in that. And it was, she was awesome. It was a pretty good film. It, it um, was a decent film. If you've never read the book, it was a really awesome film. Yeah. Um, I, on the other but, hand, was a huge... But giving huge. it to her even more for going back and and doing it later on to, to finish up. Yeah, it, I I used to think she was really funny. I, I'm not a big fan of her today, but it's because she's just become less funny. She's gotten more preachy and sometimes that works on some people she her, had the operation I don't think it does. Oh, whatever added it to me I don't think there's ever going to be anything like that added to her anywhere um, <coughs> yeah I agree with you I think that was good that also I'll say it that guy's ass in that movie was awesome when Dana yeah. Delaney is spanking him but and he's didn't. all chained up oh. I was like wow but he was missing the ponytail I don't know what that means. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Somewhere deep down in your brain, you know. Okay. I don't think she's talking about hair on his head. Okay. No, not that kind of ponytail. Think of the accommodator, but the other end. <laughs> I really don't even know what the accommodator is. <laughs> oh. I don't have the breath. I was just listening to the recording of us from uh, the original game recordings, and there was the point where Corky said something about reverse cowgirl, and I didn't know what reverse cowgirl was and everybody in unison turns to me and says how do you not know what reverse cowgirl is and i'm just i don't have sex i I have no reference point i'm still just floored that y'all looked at me taken aback by that you're the one that's engaged to get married and you don't have sex and i'm prepping early Uh, i'm (laughs) Totally what single and available and <laughs> sex stops at marriage. Speaking That's of which, yeah, oh, hell we no. made phone calls. No. Hey, yeah, you're supposed to call I, the imaginary I'm, girl. We're totally off topic, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so off topic. Yeah. Showing up on Christmas Day. He needs someone to take the movies. If I could find somebody to wrap up in ribbon, I so would. It, it could be wrapped up. I, I know plenty of people to wrap up in ribbon. It's just if they ever get found, I'm in trouble. <laughs> okay, so worst movie moment. You, no, it was it the Rocky that we went down to um, 
Yeah. Berkeley. Santa Cruz or Ber- mm-hmm. Berkeley? The Berkeley one. Yeah. Were you there on that? Yeah. With, um, um, what's his name in the Gold Speedos? Doug! Oh! Doug in the Gold Speedos! Oh, that, that would disturb <laughs> me right there. Wasn't that the night where they did the reversal? Where it was the men played the women's parts and the women played the men's parts? Might have been. It might I don't have know. Because I had gone to see it I, before honestly, that. Honestly, I have seen Rocky on stage so many times in my life, I could not tell you any one showing. Well, there's there's another gay moment for me, because the guy who was dressed up as Janet in that was pretty damn hot. And then they were doing the scene where he got together <clears> with uh, the chick who plays Roxy, who is, Rocky, who is Trixie, um, normally she did, or I think her name is Trixie. She normally does the opening, the dancing, and the stripping um, before the movie starts over the, the first song. She was playing the part of Rocky in that, so I'm like, okay, she's uber hot, and the guy playing Janet looks pretty good to me right now, um, so them getting together is going to be awesome. But then all of a sudden, she jumps out, and I and guess the guy's... you covered the wrong side of the wrong person, right? <laughs> no, but I guess the guy's pregnant girlfriend or wife jumped in there, and so you see her in, like, underwear and stuff with her big pregnant belly underneath them, and I'm like, I don't know what I feel about this now. This is a character I did not expect to be in. The person who plays the uh, the narrator, though, the chick who's playing him, hottest chick there, just very geeky, brunette, super uber hot chick. I actually have a, a funny, rocky coincidence story. One of the, well, no, not one of the first times. I think the only time that I saw Rocky in Petaluma, not at the Phoenix, we went over to, like, Petaluma Square or... Washington Square, one of the other theaters, they had never hosted Rocky before. They had no anticipation of what we were going to do to their theater. And they were playing Rocky on one side of the theater and heavy metal on the other side of the theater. And it was like the midnight showing of heavy metal and Rocky. And we showed up fully decked out ready for Rocky. And we're walking down the line, because, you know, huge line. Walking down the line with our lipstick, you know, are you here for Rocky, are you a virgin? Marking people, going down the, the line. And ironically enough, Chris and Scott had come to see Heavy Metal and were in the Heavy Metal line. And later, you know, we didn't know each other yet. We hadn't met. And later, we were like talking stories about like movies or something. And it came up that he had gone to see heavy metal with Scott. And I was like, Oh my gosh, heavy metal is playing in the same theater. We went to see Rocky. And he was like, Oh my God, you were one of the crazy Rocky people. One of the crazy Rocky people. And, and that's yeah, what he said. I'm she one of the has crazy, to be mine. I'm one of the crazy Rocky people. I fully admit it. I'm one of the crazy Rocky people. Oh, you definitely are. I, I gung ho crazy Rocky person. I'm actually really bummed. I missed the last time they played Rocky. They played it out at the Rio in Monterio, which is one of my all-time favorite theaters because it's just like the most crappy theater on the planet and you just have to love it because it's been underwater like eight times and the roof has never managed to float away even though it's been underwater like eight times. So, yeah, something about the Rio. It's a big metal dome. No, it's a big metal, like... No, it's it's basically an upside down. It's basically an upside down half pipe. Okay. It's a big, but it's that corrugated metal like that you used to put on carports. The kind that wouldn't save you from the disease and Night yes. of the Comet. Yes, the corrugated metal, and it's this big wow. corrugated metal dome, and they have um, wow. 
well, I haven't been in it in a few years, but last time I was there, they had ripped out all the theater seats and put in, like, Lazy Boy recliners that people had gotten rid of. So it was, like, this eclectic mix of, like, recliners and, and like, lights. chairs. <laughs> That's what I was going. I was like, wow, please. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. No. Nothing no. like being dressed up for Rocky and getting crotch all over and just, woo, this is great. Why am I itchy? Oh, I'm usually itchy. Never mind. Rocky See, has two again, things for me. Uh, okay, no more stories for you. <laughs> yet again, you have totally shut down my story midway through. Rocky's okay. done two things for me. It destroyed my ability to eat meatloaf. Because we were eating meatloaf, and my mom said, Hey, remember the Rocky Horror Picture Show when they eat meatloaf? Couldn't eat it for like four or five years. And um, it broke up one of my best friend's marriages. So, because his wife started hanging out with a Rocky troupe, started playing Frank, started getting in the mentality of all the people who hang out in the Rocky troupe, and then was fucking other guys. No, that's not fair. <laughs> you cannot blame the Rocky people for Rocky and me, the people that I've seen in, in most well, Rocky troops really are about the same as, as Renaissance Fair. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, I have no love for Renaissance Fair either. Okay, I hold firm to the fact that I was not only a Rocky Troop member, but a fair worker. I know, and you and are... all of those things, and none of that applies like to me. Like many, many things, Cisco, you are right. very different from the norm. Because you didn't try, or because you weren't successful? No, I think Cisco... I wasn't married. <laughs> and I think Cisco is a person who has a lot more integrity than she's, she's <coughs> not... She's she's the opposite of that example. She's the one person who doesn't fit into she's the mold the that everybody else is. She's the exception to the norm. That's exactly right. No, I'm not trying to dig my way out. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> but she is definitely not the same mentality as, as a lot of the other fair people. Like, fucking talk to Phil about Jill. I and, would talk to Phil well, if the boy would ever freaking call me back. Hey, I did drop the you website. You had to bring it up, didn't you? I did drop the website. When I saw him. Phil, if you're out there, call me. Because <laughs> I'm sure now that he's heard it. Phil, please, um, suffer through the guilt trip. <laughs> if you're mad at me, just call me and tell me why. I just... Yeah, see, you're exempt and I'm an overachiever. In Rocky. Is that fair? Or Rocky? Because you know you would be cute in Rocky. No. No. We could start uh, our very own no, Rocky troop. No, I am troop. not getting we'll dressed up in drag. We could start our own Rocky troop. Oh, that's pictures <laughs> I want to see up on this site. I have to play Meatloaf because I'm the only one of the stature. That's good. He has my favorite song in the film. Yeah, like I, I said, at least that Columbia. way I want to get laid, right? Columbia was awesome. Always played Columbia. I, just... I actually had the outfit for a while. Should make Scott rip The around. little hot pants <laughs> and the... Rainbow Bustier and the He's gold the top hat. He's the oldest one out of a bunch of us. <laughs> oh, on other news that's not related to the topic, I have surpassed day 28. Uh, tomorrow, this time, will be uh, the end of day 30, approaching day 31 of non-smoking. Yay! Yay! Ooh. What? <laughs> no, you're me! I just kept thinking about the conversation we had last night. You're like, oh yeah, you just knock him out of the park. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, knock him out the of fact the park. that the last two things that you wanted to accomplish that were pretty much in a row, you totally yeah. blew away. In a row. In a row. 
Um, I, it's not like I freaking built a bridge from here to the moon or something. I have to okay. tell you about my super awesome find at Big Lots. <laughs> How is that movie related? What? Not a movie. I think we've <laughs> kind of forgotten that we're doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, are we done? Super cool things. I, okay, I'll leave it alone. I can't say that we're getting anywhere. <laughs> the last, the last time we were on topic was well, no, I mean Rocky was on topic. Rocky's on topic. It's Rocky hard to think of Rocky be being on topic because I don't think ever. of Rocky as a movie. I have to say that may be my best movie experience ever. Rocky, Rocky is is huge for you. That and getting kicked out of of drama class my junior out. year of high school. Because we had to do this lip sync project, and the drama teacher had never seen Rocky. So they all lined up like circuit seals? And... No. The drama <laughs> teacher had never seen Rocky. So we went to him and said, well, we want to do a Rocky Horror Picture Show song. And he was like, okay, well, it's from a movie, right? Yeah, it's from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, fine. You guys can do a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Throwing fish brings a whole new meaning. Which song did you do? Touch me. <laughs> I thought so. I knew it was going to be touch me. It was me and George and Aiden. He so wanted George to touch you. I probably. I kind of wanted George to touch me when he came as Georgina to your bridal uh, <laughs> shower. He's George looks good in drag too. He does. He Tasha's he probably at that well. bridal shower since I'm not sure any of that exists since there is no proof. <laughs> Call Melinda. She's got the proof. I think my best movie moment. It was on my birthday. You, me, and Brian went and saw Ferris Bueller's Day off at the State Theater in Michigan. That was a great time. Where I have essentially had been like 300 Ferris Bueller disciples in 300 part harmony repeating every, every line. word to every line. And that oh, one gosh. drunk poor soul in the back, <clears throat> I just couldn't get it right. He thought he was watching Breakfast Club. Do you know anything? No! <laughs> yeah, it was great. Rocky is a great experience, and it's something that that it would be nice to kind of traverse beyond it, which is the, the audience participation thing. Um, there, There's some really bad movies out there that, that could get something from that. And, of course, Mystery Science Theater... Like Wolfen. ...did, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody can sit through Wolfen and break it, but um, I would like to see some more of that. But it's it's kind of funny how how some of the the most pan movies find new life, and Rocky was definitely an example of that. What Xanadu did I just hear about that they were doing that. that with? There's something that they've got a whole set of yeah, callback lines, and no, <laughs> I don't remember now what it was. It was something that I was like, I would go see that if it came. And they were doing on stage and like doing callback. And Disney I version of Mice and Men. Shut up. Yes. Okay. I. <laughs> at one point, <laughs> I have a very dysfunctional brain, especially when I'm asleep, and I feed that. I feed it well. Mostly. I am blind. not a smart man. Uh, <laughs> You and a very small monkey. Um, I had a dream. Of Bam! A classic I have a head wound. Disney animation of Mickey and Goofy in the roles of uh, the leads in of Mice and Men, with uh, Daisy Duck and Jiminy Cricket was the little mouse that he 
carried around in his pocket and the dead mouse that he kept petting all the time up through the whole scene with Mickey shooting Goofy in the back of the head at the end of it. It was very vivid, very real, and I am determined that it has to be made. I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, Michael Eisner is no longer with the company, so maybe there's hope. But he does a comic book. Are you the one that sent me the link for Burton doing Wonderland? Burton is doing Wonderland. Yes, I sent that to you. So excited. There, there's every once in a while. Can Johnny Depp do Alice's voice? Because Burton doesn't. Johnny Depp could do. Johnny Depp could be like Robin Williams and do all the other voices in the movie. And just kind of take the whole thing out. Um, I think Johnny Depp should be the. Okay, anybody else see the I was thinking, spider that just dropped from the ceiling? He would be Where? a great Cheshire Cat, actually. <laughs> just like yeah, I saw it drop off the ceiling. Um, every every month or two, I, I see something either in Wizard or online, some movie that's coming up, and I'm like, well, I can't die until that comes out. It's like I can't die without seeing that. There's a Justice League of America movie coming out. It's like, oh, well, I gotta live Live-action? long enough to see that. Yeah, live action. Well, they're trying. They're trying to push it. Um, and they're going to branch out the other superhero movies from that. They'll launch with that film and then do a Wonder Woman movie and a Flash movie and a Green Lantern movie. Um, put a fish in his ear. You know who is going to be an excellent Wonder Woman? Hmm. Bones. Bones. Did you see the episode, the Halloween episode? Did you no. see the episode with her in the Wonder Woman costume? I haven't watched it's any on of the, the episodes recently. Everybody back in the house. It, Okay. It's on the TiVo. Because we're, we're sharing awesome. so much here on the pod. Chris is about right. an asleep. hour and 40 minutes. No, not asleep. We made it an hour and 40 minutes with this crap. Yeah, we wow. are. <laughs> Just about. That's amazing. We've been double-sizing them all those past couple of times now. How much of it was just dead air? Uh, like this. <laughs> We have been a little bit slow on the uptake on a few that we've kind of let it die, but beyond that, overall, it's been talking. Okay. We haven't stayed on topic in a few places, but... Without <laughs> <laughs> Corky's pleasuring himself. Was that that girl's that? brother snapping the Pop back of your neck volume. and making Bob down lower? What was that? Pump up the volume. I haven't seen it. Happy hearing How have you never seen Pump Up the Volume? Like every time that I tell you, it's a movie that was... <laughs> Um, so close to what I wanted my life to be, yet somehow I've managed to not see it. I think I actually own it on DVD and have not yet watched it. Oh, it's always oh. on tape! It's airborne! <laughs> <laughs> what? What's airborne? I like Other than a pill that keeps you from <laughs> trying not to get sick. It's like, here, suck down a flu shot. Oh, I think that sounds great! Corky sucks down shots in the mouth all the time! <laughs> What is Airborne? It was actually an 80s film that I, I've actually been looking for. It was... It came out right around the same time as uh, Gleaming the Cube and Thrashing. Oh, Gleaming okay. the Cube. Uh, it was basically all about, like, um, inline skating. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It's not one of the several movies that has a guy named Turtle in it, is it? <laughs> no, it's actually got Seth Green in it. Okay, yeah, but isn't, isn't his character's name Turtle in that one? Oh, Okay, then... Don't think I, the, but the I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Race thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. remember that. Okay. Yeah. What was the BMX Gleaming movie with the... That with was a quality movie. The girl Isn't from, that Airborne uh, a Disney House. movie? No. That's Air Bud. <laughs> <laughs> that's Golden Retriever on skates. No, I swear it was in that same 
That same Chris genre. Is, Chris is taking the air bud right now. <laughs> the reason I say is because He's I suck it on a hip. <laughs> The reason I was saying it was because I thought it was in that similar vein that they were doing with like the the Johnny Tsunami movie. You know the kid the kid that goes and is transplanted to someplace else. No, they did one. It just they remade it basically. There was a Disney version of it. I don't think it was called Airborne though. No. It's not the same. It's like a Disney did a free... whole series of those. Yeah, kids it's out of place and the thing the that brings them together with all the other local kids is that he's really good at some off the wall sport like snowboarding or. No, it's always like the Hawaiian or... kid who normally surfs at home who comes, moves to Colorado and learns to like snowboard. That's the whole Johnny Tsunami series, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't apparently watch enough Disney, Disney Channel. Channel. Disney. Like, you don't watch enough TV as it is, right? Me and TV, we don't really get along. Um, No, I mean, if you're going snowboarding and skiing and stuff like that, then it's going to be, like, Hot Dog the Movie for me. Squirrel and the... uh... We go from, like, you and, like, guys in strip clubs to Rocky to Hot Dogs. Hot Dog the Movie is a skiing film. Right. Are you trying to imply something? You're a lot of sausage going on here. Aren't you the guy that said back when you used to like women? Okay, you know what? For, <laughs> what? for the fact that every woman that I have actually been with, with the exception of Stacy, has like somehow fucked up everything that I've ever wanted to do with my life. Has like stood in my way and said, you know what, you can't have this anymore. So, I'm kind of biased right now with women because it's like they're they're... They could be evil, Was, maniacal. You can't have this anymore. Were they talking like you can't have this anymore? So no, they usually just give that away or... to somebody else. Oh, okay. And say, hey, yeah, say you, you know, they used to smell like you, and him. it doesn't smell like you anymore. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. You know, but I mean, it's like we should no. probably stop before we hurt someone. <laughs> so this thank is gonna you, be Dixie mentally Cup. damaging. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dixie Cup. Apparently that's the only one we got to thank. I, I did get feedback on our last podcast that apparently every story that we did with Tell Me a Story somehow had either Shannon needing a ride <laughs> or Shannon being drunk. Hey, I didn't wow. have any of those stories. Cause I don't, yeah. He's but just recently met Shannon. Wow, that's funny. I, yeah, it's kind of like the revelation that I had at that party that Every story I have to tell has something to do with oral sex. Huh. Do you have a oral sex Rocky story? Um... They happened at Jackbox drive-thru. No, that was not. No, that was from Dan. Rocky. You don't know. We could have been playing the soundtrack in the car while it happened. No, I think I was no, driving No, they weren't in the... my car. Yeah. Wow, we really don't have any ability to do a podcast tonight. This is just butchered. It, it's okay. It's off. Time to say goodnight. Wow. Everybody say goodnight. Kind of like Jenna Jameson's labia job. Butchered. <laughs> okay. Everybody say goodnight. When she was doing that tattoo show, I thought for sure she was going to get a tattoo of what a vagina should look like. <laughs> I don't think taking a needle to it would have made it any worse. <laughs> Nothing like eating okay. a podcast. I think that's why she fucks up her face. <laughs>
I think that's why she fucked up her face. She's like, the lips are going to look bad. They're going to look bad all over. She tried to make it look the same. Just make it look like up there. Yeah. <laughs> that way oh, no one know where to kiss. <laughs> and that's a moment that we can oh end now. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, if we haven't totally destroyed you or you lost here. you, please come back for our next one of you. This has been terrible. Yeah, good. Tale. It's Black Friday. We excuse ourselves from all rational. We thoughts excuse tonight. ourselves from hey, the, I have the no numerous excuse. fans we have. I have no excuse. <laughs> all right, this is us signing off. This go is Chris. visit us at the d20.net. Let's go. <laughs> Corky and I'm Shaka Zulu McBoom Boom. Have we already learned that the fact that they actually have to go to the d20.net to get the podcast? <laughs> And you next, know what? And next week, the Great White Hooter Hunter shall return. Maybe next week our topic will be technology. We need to tell Cisco what this internet thing is all about. <laughs> you too for the end. Thank you, Corky. All right, I'm going inside. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>